This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hello everyone, it's your favourite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport fan network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor. Don't like your odds? Enjoy daily bet boosts on your favourite sports and make your best bet now at betvictor.com. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. We're going to build a train so big it can't be stopped. From the executive producers of Power. We got enemies eyeing us, cops clocking us. Comes the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Tommy Egan is the linchpin to bringing down all of these gangs. Egan's too dangerous to be left alive. Power Book 4, Force. Game over. Premieres Friday, September 1st, only on Stars and the Stars app. Back for Arfield. What a Burnley! Scott Arfield! He's been threatening that recently. And all the Burnley players run to the Darwin end. Oh, what a goal! What a goal from Robbie Blake! Burnley's first goal in the Premier League is something very, very special. Wade Elliott has that change of pace and he's got away from Montgomery into the path of McCann and the follow-up plays the net. What a strike from Wade Elliott. A bolt from the Clarendon Blue. Oh, goodness me! What a goal from Patterson! If that is to be the one that takes them to Wembley, you cannot argue with that. Pure quality. Going 
I mean, if there's any justice in the world, Burnley would surely score from this corner. Swung right in there. Ball in there. Yeah! Michael Kennan! Oh, that's justice! That is justice at the Amex Stadium! Burnley are level and deserve to be! Hello everyone, here we are. Can you hear me? Can you see me? We are Premier League. How are we doing? You all right? We've got, um, of course, uh, full-time show after yesterday's fantastic win at the Riverside Stadium, which of course confirmed promotion. I'm sorry that I was a little late. The lads will uh, vouch. I was having camera issues at the start and then I went out the room, come back in and as I'd gone live, it all just fucking went again. Uh, but it is what it is. Uh, we've got the majority of the squad here. Um, we've got the majority of the squad. We've got Neil. How are you doing, oh, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, good to meet you last night, mate. How are you feeling? Yeah, yeah knackered. I feel like uh, I'm probably as tired as you. I don't... It's probably the same for you. No, I don't... I couldn't get to sleep. I was just watching yeah. the celebrations over and over and over and over and over again. So, um yeah, I feel like shit to be honest with you, but it's right, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's worth it. Uh, a lot of you will not know this, but I've never actually met Neil before when I met him last night. So yeah. that that, that mm. was something something else that was good. Um, we've also got Sam from Clarence Roundup. He likes to chat. How are we doing, mate? I'm not bad. I'm not bad. How are you? <laughs> yeah, really good, mate. I feel really like good. a champion this morning. Oh, mate. Well, not quite yet, but we'll get there soon with that. <laughs> Definitely we're a fucking Premier League fucking podcast again, put it that way. Um, <laughs> and of course, Nathan from the Burley Monday L page. How are we doing, mate? Oh, mate, flying. Absolutely flying. Heads on its arse, but I'm absolutely flying. Buzzing. Yeah, you're quite, you're quite rough, aren't you, Nathan? You had a few beers to celebrate, I think? Yeah, yeah, had a few. Had a few more hours yeah. last night. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't have much, obviously, with me driving up and I drove yeah. back. So I had one when I got back at about 1.30 in the morning. Watched some it. stuff on Twitter because the highlights had just dropped. Watched all of my stuff. Put some of my content up there. Um, if you do want to watch all that content, it's on the channel after this, of course. Um, and then, yeah, went did the same as Neil. Went to bed and just watched videos for about an hour. I didn't fall asleep till about half yeah, two. No, um, God, I'm but boy, this is it? why we do it, exactly. So, um, this one's going to be a bit all over the gaff because none of us have got a clue what's going on. There's too <laughs> many of us. I just wanted to get as many involved as I could. Um so I'll try and give it some sort of structure, but keep your questions coming in. We will use a lot of them, uh, apart from the ones slagging me off calling me Tim Pot because I was late on the show again. Um, <laughs> but Neil, obviously you were there. Um, yeah. Thoughts on the game? Atmosphere were good, weren't it? Fair, fair play to Borough. Um, I thought they had yeah, a good atmosphere did. as well. Um, um, but yeah, good atmosphere, good game. Your thoughts on the game, mate? Yeah, their sort of pop world 90s rave to start, uh, to start a match off. Got everyone going, didn't it? Uh, Atmosphere yeah. was great. Our, our fans were phenomenal. They they only really chirped up when they scored. Genuinely, I know it's like a football cliche. Only sing when they only sing yeah. when you're drawing. Sing when we, you're drawing. That was the chant. We were we were phenomenal. <laughs> our fans and uh, I don't know. I, I I don't know whether it was the tension of the occasion or something, but I genuinely thought we'd played shit the first half, and then when I've watched it back, we actually did all right. Um, yeah. There was a lot. I think I said to you on the way out, and there was a lot of errors that I, I thought crept in. Um, a lot of sloppy passes. There was a lot of mistakes being made. So whether it was nurse kicking in or what, I don't know. There was one I remember where a cross come in and it was going out and Robert still headed it and gave them a corner. And it's like, come yeah, on, yeah, I remember that. Right in front of us, weren't it? Yeah, yeah, right in front. It's like just get yourself together, lads. Just get a grip of it. And uh, but I, I genuinely thought we'd been shit. But then I've watched it back, like literally about ten minutes before we come on, and we actually weren't that, weren't as bad as I thought yeah. we were. Um, 
they had a game plan which was clearly just to take Teller out. Um, yeah. It was um, a kick Teller show, weren't it? Yeah, the kick, oh kicked him over the pitch. Nearly snapped him in half at one point. Um, uh, but I didn't think they offered very much. Um, uh, I don't think they offered very much at all, really. Uh, it was our own doing, all their chances and all the sort of nervous moments we got. Um, yeah. I got told I got told off my mate, shout out to Greg, he asked for a shout out, um, <laughs> that it weren't a penalty. Um, and then I've seen it back and I don't think it was either. Um other than that, I don't really think they're threatened that much other than mistakes that we made ourselves. Yeah, exactly that, mate. I, I didn't think we played bad at the time, but I just thought we were just a little bit... We put we put pressure on ourselves in the first half too much. Like, just we weren't... Our big thing is passing it out from the back and creating chances like that. We, we just we just weren't we just weren't doing that very well uh, in, in, in that game last night. I thought we were a bit shit in terms of passing out from the back, but obviously, who gives a fuck in the end? In the second half, we were fantastic. Uh, and we went on to win. I thought Teller were fantastic. I thought Bay were fantastic. Um, Sam, I'll start with you. Um, well, I'll start. Go to you next, should I say. Um, your thoughts on the match, mate? Same as Neil, to be fair. I remember watching it straight away and in the moment, and I was thinking, like, lads, seriously, just, like, calm down. Like, there's, you, you can't be giving these types of opportunities to a team as clinical as Middlesbrough. And then, in fairness... I don't think that they offered a lot. When I watched it back this morning, it was just us controlling the game. Like, yeah. we controlled the game from defence. We controlled the game when we got into midfield. The only issue that we had in the first half was a lack of creativity going forward. But that has, that's been a little thing that we've had since the international break. We've not, we haven't, in the last two games that we've played, we, we've, it seemed like we have struggled to get the ball forward. But then, second half, other than their penalty, they had nothing. And yeah. you know we've ended up, you know, sealing promotion with a brilliant, with a brilliant, brilliant win. After controlling everything, Connor Roberts has no right to be at centre at box to score a goal. I know. I didn't even realise it was him that scored it until <laughs> later on. But it's like yeah. when he was there. It's like, why are you in the centre of the box? And then to celebrate by Shushy Middlesbrough fans, I just think that's <laughs> hilarious. But you know, credit to what they're doing. They are a good team, and they deserve to be where they are. But I just think it just showed that we outclassed them because we are so much better than this league. Yeah, I agree. I, th I do think it shows how much better we are than this league, the fact that they're third. And it was only two weeks ago that Don Goodman was saying they are the best team in the league. And at the time, I remember <laughs> thinking, what shit are you chatting, mate? Um, but it kind of took away from it because how much shit the Blackman fan chat, who uh, who's actually a nice lad, to be fair. I had him on the pre-game show, and I can't wait to have him back on for the other one. I'm going to grill him so much. Um, but he was, he was saying some shit as well with Don Goodman. Um, Nathan, your thoughts on the game as well, please, mate? Yeah, that's the thought. What Sam and Neil said just echoes what I was going to say. Going to say it's pretty controlled performance to go to the second, probably at this moment in time, the second best team in the league, and just brush them aside pretty comfortably. Shows where we're at, and I, and I don't actually think we played our best either. That was the mm. that was the thing that I took away from it. We we were quite, I think Sam said it, we were quite sloppy going forward. Sometimes we weren't as clinical as we normally are, but yet we still just got back to that resilient pushing teams aside mentality and you know I, I did fear not fear for the worst because like I say it was, the game's lost the game sort of had jeopardy but it didn't if we didn't win didn't matter we'd just go up on Monday and it didn't matter but when they went 1-1 one, one, it was a bit like oh god here we go like is it going to be one of them ends of the season where you just we can't seem to just get over the line but then we just turned it around straight away and I just want to give a shout out to Murich because the size of the gonads on that kid for 
muggy, just that one things incident where uh, Akpom sprinting down and just Cruyff turns him with like a millisecond to go yeah. like, oh, man, that was size, of, size of the knackers on that lad is unbelievable. I, mate, I was sat in the middle of the anti, and you know me, I'm the president of the yeah. Mirage fan club, I was sat in the middle of the anti Mirage brigade and there was yeah. a lot of heart attacks happening at that point, I can tell you. Brilliant. Oh mate, the guy behind me Hated Mulrich. It was so funny. He just slagged him off twenty four seven. Well, not well for the full ninety minutes. And when he did that, when he did that thing where he sent Atpan for a hot dog, I remember him going, "Bloody hell, that could have gone so wrong." And some guy just turned up and went, "Well, it didn't, did it?" Like what? You <laughs> yes. It was so funny. It was it was class when he did that. Um, obviously, the other big news as well. Ashley Barnes announced <sighs> last night. Well, he said. I've not, I didn't read the. I didn't see the interview because I, I was told as well that he was leaving a few hours beforehand, um, and then obviously the news came out. So I just went, oh, he's obviously leaving, but he said it's up to the club. But I believe the club aren't going to renew, and that's obviously what Ashley was hinting at last night. Um, yeah. Nate, we'll start with you this time. We'll go opposite order. Your thoughts on Ashley leaving? I mean, he's a legend, in it? We all love him. We yeah. would love for him to stay forever and ever, but uh, it's just one of the things you can understand why he's, why why the club have decided against it. Yeah, I wish he didn't start with me. I'm so I'm still hurting. Still, <laughs> I just, it took me by surprise. I saw like the the interview, and I had to like go back and just go. Well, hold on a minute. What's he just said? Yeah, and, like he's just said. What? Well, hold on a minute. He's just he said he's leaving. What's going? Hold on a minute. Like I were proper like took it taken aback by it. But yeah, it's just, it's a shame. Like he's an actual. I I think he's a club legend. Like we're having this debate last night, but watching it, and some lads were saying no, he's like a bit of a cult hero. But I think no, he's a genuine. Club legends been involved in some massive moments for us. Like you got the Wigan game, you've got that Chelsea game where he just shit out his way through the game and just got yeah. everyone sent off. You've got that overhead kick. You've got the kissing on the nose at Leicester. You've got it's endless. You know he's he's a legend and yeah, I'm I'm just glad for him that he's getting the time this season as well to be a part of this team. He's not he's not sitting on the bench watching it happen. Yeah, he's actually having an impact on the game and it was just fitting that he scored last night and it obviously felt right for him to come out and say that you know because he's had such an impact on that game to get us up so yeah it's it's sad it is sad I think he's a legend and I'm hoping it would have been around for another another year to be honest uh, yeah it's but, it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how we get on without him in terms of the shithousing stuff and the holding the ball up um mm. But it's interesting. I'd, I'd have liked him to have stayed, not necessarily as a player, but you can't really be expecting him to, to go straight into coaching. He obviously might not want to do that. Yeah. It could it could follow Westy and go to the MLS. Um, it could go somewhere else, like the A-League or something, or even yeah. the J-League, you know, uh, being said, see where he goes. <laughs> I hope he don't... I saw some Preston fans tweeting saying, oh, let, let's... You know, he's, he's, he'll do a job. Like, please don't go there, Ash. Please don't go there. If obviously, it's convenient. Um, but Sam, your thoughts on Ash leaving? Oh, we're like uh, we're like a Brendan Rodgers leaving Liverpool moment with me and my dad on the sofa. He said he was leaving. I'm like, oh, yeah, hang on. No, he's he's a fantastic, you know, he's a fantastic guy, a good player, giving us some unbelievable moments. I remember, you know, even from moments in the season where we got relegated from the Premier League where he scored that blinder against Tottenham and, like, even from there, you could see there was a player that would love to have scored goals. And, you know, there's our European season where, you know, he scored against Stoke and Swansea and got us all these goals. Like, he's an abs- he's a club legend, 100%, and he deserves to be rightfully spoke about in that way. I, I, I was I was absolutely devastated when he said it mm-hmm. because I agree with you guys. I thought, I thought, you know, give him one more bash in Premier League. Obviously, not to start because the team's mm-hmm. going to change. But then, obviously, the... 
you know the logic in me then kind of turned around and said if he's got 25 grand wages like that's 25 grand that we can package to somebody else for a 50 mm. 60 grand contract to get a better player in and you know and the logic in me says it is it does make sense at the start of the season it wouldn't have been something that a lot of Burnley fans would have been like oh I'm, I'm not opposed to him going but it still hurts nonetheless club legend and a, and a great bloke 100% yeah, it's going to be a tough day. It's it's like Eaton leaving all over again, isn't it? And Sam mm-hmm. Box. We all kind of just went, uh, nice mug, by the way, Sam. Uh, enjoy that. Um, I, ca- I kind of, it's one of them. I kind of see it was, oh, I'm gutted, but you kind of understand why they're doing it, why, why, why they are saying no and why they do have to leave. Uh, wish him all the best in the future. Hope he has a better post Burnley time than Sam Vaux because he didn't he didn't really enjoy his time at Stoke. I think he's done well at Wickham, though. So uh, hopefully mm-hmm. Ash can choose the right club. Uh, I, want it, I want him to be. Um, loved by someone else as well just like Ben Mee has been and so has Tarka um, Neil your thoughts on Ash leaving yeah same I think um, obviously I didn't know until we got in we were speaking about it last night weren't we about where it might end up it'd be weird seeing him playing for somebody else in in, in this country I think um, Westy and yeah. the MLS is a good shout but um, I think we've sort of expected it all year haven't we we've sort of said it's his last season so it can't come yeah. as that much of a surprise but the way he's been playing he's genuinely in the discussion for player of the year for me in in, in certainly second half of the season anyway he's been phenomenal Um, so I thought that might have been enough to get another year out of him but um, it doesn't look like that's happening so um, yeah we've just got to move on I mean hope he uh, hope he finds the right club yeah I'd have hoped he'd have stuck around I'd have hoped he'd stuck around for another year just to guide help you know just be another one of them lads that help guide the younger players because he's done it in the Prem you know like he's been around the Bush, he knows how to play the game. He knows he's how to. Season, yeah. He's been this season. He's been like a. He's played like a captain. I've said that before. Yeah. He's you, 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 can see that, you can see that. in the celebrations. Like it were. It were the likes of like Teller, Benson. You know, it were all like the young new lads that were like surrounding him and like encouraging him to like take the plaudits off the fans because he was a bit reluctant to do so. Because I think he was getting a bit emotional. But you could sense the younger lads were like, no, we see Barnes is like a statesman in this group and like. Yeah. You know, so it, to be fair, there's a lot of time between now and the transfer window. So maybe there might be some change in that. I don't know. It, it didn't. It sort of felt definitive and got finished there. But the the club might recognise the bit. Not backlash, but like they might recognise what Ashley brings to the club. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Whether they whether they get influenced by us, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I've been told Vincent Company is an avid listener. Uh, no, I haven't really. Um, <laughs> but uh, Mark Dixon makes a good point. Might go back to Plymouth. That that just makes sense, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, to be fair, yeah. um, Plymouth doing well this season, so they could be in the championship next year, to be fair. Um, I, think, I think MLS would be perfect for him. Well, sure, I was like, just going to read the comment out here. Yeah, Sean Dominic says he doesn't think that MLS will suit his shit Aldrin. Of course, he's a, he's a family man as well. So, I mean, you can take, you can take your family with you. Um, to be fair, um, yeah, I will put this one to the floor rather than asking individuals. So fight amongst yourselves. But um, it's it, why do you think there's been such a disparity between Ashley Barnes's first half of the season and Ashley Barnes's second half of the season? Because first half of the season, so many of us were sort of like saying, "Oh, he's done, he's done." We'd love him, but he's done. There were some people slagging him off on Twitter, saying, "You know, he shouldn't be anywhere near the team and stuff like that." Then he gets the goals against Blackburn. And then after that, he's a different animal. Do you think it were the goals against Blackburn? Do you think companies had a word in his ear, or what, what do you think? I think, I think it, the start of the season was him getting to speed with the new system. He's had ten years of the dice way of playing football, and he's come in to a younger group of players who play a faster, dynamic game. That, to be fair, is not his game. 
Um, so I think it was a case of get used to the system and get his fitness up because he didn't look fit either. Um, and I also think companies changed his game a little bit. Um, like com- companies clearly coached all the lads because everybody is better now than they were when they started. He's just coached them to improve. And I think Ashley is another one of those who's benefited from that. He's just changed his game. That's why I think it's happened anyway. Yep, Harry agrees with you. Um, Jamie Budd agrees with you on screen now. Mark Higson also going on screen now. Company's coaching has rejuvenated him. Uh, I agree with you, to be honest, Neil. I do think that mm. it, it just took a little bit of time to get used to the system and, and he's got better in that system and grown in confidence. Yeah. Exactly that. And I think the goals were just the sort of peak of his arrived sort of thing. Yeah, mm. yeah. I think as well, that, like you mentioned as well, Nathan, the way he celebrates the goals as well, you could tell it still means so much to him. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a sad day when it leaves. It's going to be an even sadder day when I see him wearing another club's top. But it's just one of yeah. them things, isn't it? Just one of them things. You've got to get used to it as a football fan. Um, and Harry says, I think Neil's got that spot on. So there you go. There you go. I'm not often wrong, mate. I'm not often wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I do want to talk about um, the start. Because I know, we've, I know we touched on it earlier, especially you, Neil. Um, and there were some comments coming in. But we're getting loads of comments coming in. Obviously, there's a lot of people watching it today. This is why I pushed it back an hour as well. Because I thought, 10am, it's probably a bit early. I'll push it back an hour. A few people are going to be rough. Um, so we'll see. Um, but uh, you alluded to it early, Neil. So I'll start with you. Um, yeah. Do you think it was nerves? Because we spoke about this last night, didn't we, walking back to the yeah. car? Um, that we started slowly, as you've just mentioned. And I said, I think it was just nerves. I just think it's a young team on the verge of something special. Obviously, they've achieved it now. And by the way, uh, I don't know if Solent Clarence put this stat in because, like I said, we're getting too many fucking comments. Um, <laughs> but we are the first team to ever achieve promotion with seven or more games yeah. remaining from the championship. Mm. Bit of a mouthful, but I got there. Um, so they have achieved something special. So you just think it with nerves? Because they weren't great against Sunderland yeah, either, were they? No, well, we said then, didn't we, that I think nerves are creeping in a little bit because we're so close to that finish line. Because these lads, with all due respect, have not won anything. Part of that company obviously has. And we've got the lads who've, who've been promoted and played in the Premier League. But the rest of them, it's new. They've come to England. So, um, some of them haven't played in this country. And they're so close to getting Premier League football, which is where every football player wants to be. Bound yeah. to get nerves. They're bound to get nerves in there. Um, and I think that's exactly what it was. I think it was just. I think they'll, they'll obviously they'll deny it, but they hundred percent will have watched the Luton match in the morning, so yeah. they'll know that it was on them to do it. And of course, it, of course, it was nerves. Of course, it was. It's a long Sam, time what do you to... think? Oh, sorry. Sorry, go on. Sorry. No, no, Nathan, go on. He's jumped was... in ahead of you, Sam. Sorry, <laughs> I, was just, I was just backing up that Luton thing. It's a long time to dwell on that result. Because like, I, it, I was getting agy through the day and I'm I'm just watching from outside. Like, yeah, I yeah. saw Luton, the Luton's were coming and I was like, getting annoyed through the day. I was like, come on, let's just get this game over and done with. And, you know, like, and it just felt forever. Like It finished like, off like two o'clock, didn't it? So we had like nearly six hours. Like, imagine if you're gearing up for a game and you've got six hours, that's just playing through your mind of... All we yeah. got to do is win. All you got to do is win. But you know that's football sometimes, where all you got to do is win, and it just doesn't doesn't happen no matter what. So yeah, I think the I think the, the nerves comes back off that that they did. Yeah, no about that Luton game. Yeah, I don't care what any footballer says. They watch the matches. I know they always say we don't, but they, they definitely do. They definitely do. Uh, Sam, your thoughts on the on the slow start and the and, and you know, do, do you think it were nerves? Oh yeah, hundred percent. But. I mean, you know, for us to have nerves and, you know, like I, I've, I've said it since the international break, like the gravity of the situation starts to become real. You get down to your last kind of seven, eight games. 
these games become crucial. You lose, for example, if we'd have lost to, if we'd have carried on with his jaw with Sunderland, lost to Borough, lost to Sheffield United, Sheffield United are five points behind us, so that changes the whole dynamic for the title. And then Middlesbrough obviously pick up points, Sheffield United pick up points, everybody's back in the fold, and the whole scenario becomes different again. Like, you know, we're not breezing the league again now. We're in yeah. we're in a battle to try and win the title and that type of thing changes. So for us to go through a nervy patch and still come out with promotion and a win and a draw, like it, to me, it just shows how good this team is. Like yeah. regardless of the nerves, regardless of anything, we've played forty games this season. I believe it's for thirty nine or forty. And we have lost two games this season. And I've said it to you week in, week out when I come on this podcast. Literally, why are we all nervous in games? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's mad. I was talking to somebody on Wait at Game last night. I think it was Simon. I can't remember. I don't phone it, Carl. And um, I was saying, I was talking about the earlier game against Middlesbrough and how they went 1-0 up. <clears throat> and I said, oh, I remember looking back now, I weren't nervous when they were on the look because I'm just expecting them to come back and win. But I think recently I have been a little yeah. bit nervous when teams score against us. I was on TV last night at 1 1. As I think you texted me, Sam, saying it. Um, <laughs> and I looked fuming. <laughs> I'm everywhere, mate. I get where water done. But um, I was I was fuming. And everyone's messaging me, sending me zoomed in pictures of my face looking fuming because I was fuming because last night I'm thinking we're fucking throwing it away. But thankfully, they show some great character and come back. But absolutely brilliant. What an art. Really, really good night. Really, really yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, it was yeah. really good. In the end, anyway, it was um, it was a bit nervy at the start. But yeah, in the end, it was class. Yeah. I love, I did I didn't get a chance to get up there. I sort of slept walked on the tickets when it first came out. And I thought, oh, it'll, it'll get kicked down the car. get kicked down the road a bit later on. We won't get promoted there. And then as yeah. it came to it, I'm like, oh, I f-. So, I, you know, so I ended up in Wally. I was saying to lads before, and I ended up in Wally watching it with a couple of mates. And this pub were just full of Rovers fans, and they were right. so bitter all the way through it. Like they kept like walking in front of the TV. They were like celebrating when Middlesbrough scored, and then literally as the final whistle went, they just switched it off and put Masters on straight away. Like, <laughs> and I just looked. It one of the best places we could have watched it. Like, I don't, you know, it'd have been nice to be with a lot of Burnley fans, but it was just so satisfying to see them so riled up and bitter about something that that has no influence on them whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. There's been a lot of tears from the Rovers fans on Twitter. It has been an yeah. absolute sight to behold. Um, there's been some historic tweets that have been dug back up as well, which Loving has been an absolute sight. There's been a lot of sad tweets <laughs> resurfacing. Loving them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but my favourite one was, I, I mean, I've alluded to it myself over Christmas because we were top of the league at Christmas. Uh, company sacked, sacked by Christmas by, uh, one, I can't remember the username, Salford Rover or something. And that, that was mm. funny. Enjoyed that Yeah, one. has, has um, company sacked by Christmas even been to Burnley yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a bellend. What a bellender. Yeah. Um, keep your comments coming in. Got 95 concurrent viewers now. Um, yeah, Reese's, Johan's tweet beats the rest. Yeah. I, I've... I've that was funny, but I do feel sorry that. for that Rovers fan because he, yeah. straight away, soon soon as that clip went out, he messaged me privately and said, your fans are going to hate me. I'm like, wow, what have you done? He's like, they've put a clip out and I, I praised you for like five minutes, but then I said something not so bit negative and then they've clipped it up and gone with it. And I went on it and Burnley fans had already, already seen it, giving him let loads of shit. So I, get, I tagged him in it last night and he put yeah. again in this group that I'm in with him like, you know, Bird Gummins is throwing me on the bus here, so that that was the best. Yeah, Johan's well had a, well had a few beers. I mean, got shirty on Twitter, and yeah. I love it. 
But yeah, like, why has he even said that? Like, fair enough, he praises, but why has he then followed up with that comment? Because that comment's ridiculous. Like, it's probably, he it's probably, I don't know. It's, like I said, I'm going to get him on the pre-game show before yeah. that game. So I am going to ask him. Um, but hopefully um, he comes on and can do it. But I, I just think he's probably thought, I've, I've praised him too much. Yeah, I need to stay on brand. Yeah. Uh, it's and it's, it's like a poor take on us, is that? I'm sorry, but it's, yeah. it, I mean, he, he could have praised us for fucking... 24 hours and it doesn't make a difference. He's still saying that. <laughs> so it is what it is. Like, I, to be it's honest, almost as bad as what Don Goldman said. Yeah. Oh, what Don Goldman he, said he's stupid. He's, 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 he's not, I don't even know how he's got a job, to be honest, Don Goldman. Oh, he's a monk. <laughs> Uh, keep your comments coming in like I said we've got well, it's gone down now we had 95 it's 88 come back uh, we've got lots of comments coming in um, I've not been able to get them all on screen I'll try and get some now the True Red someone was talking to me about him last night uh, about you should I say True Red Jack Kine I think it was if you know him um, he said hi Joe what a magical night that was in the history of Burnley to watch nobody can say they expect to this going back in the summer years ahead like Vincent Company confirmed. I'll be honest, a lot of people last night were going, oh, I th- well, a couple of people were saying, I thought we were staring League One in the face. I didn't think we'd come back so soon. I didn't think we'd do this. I thought we'd be there or thereabouts. I thought we'd be making a late charge. I've said it on the podcast quite a lot. Maybe it took time to get used to company's style. Um, but what a way to do it. We've absolutely steamrolled that league. Absolutely steamrolled that yeah, league. Alan Pierce didn't even expect it. Did you see his thing where he said it was about two yeah. or three years ahead? I've not had a chance to digest all the actual content yet because I've been too busy concentrating yeah. on my own content and then driving back and then going to sleep and then getting up and preparing for this. <laughs> I say preparing. That 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 underneath that third line that's literally just some notes <laughs> that I've just <laughs> done now. I had to create the picture. I did have to create the picture. Um, but John Mead says, good morning, Joe, the Clarets were back looking good on TV on your own little picky on Getty images. I haven't seen that. I remember it being taken, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, M. Mac says, big news by Ashley Vaughan. Seems as in the club hands. What happens moving forward? It looks like he's going. Yet we have discussed that, mate. Having said that, you probably know that. I'm going back to comments about 20 minutes ago here. Uh, Jamie Budd says, only fans you could hear on TV were Burnley fans. Yeah, great atmosphere, yeah. like we said earlier. Yeah, Joe Clark watched it with my dad and granddad. Middlesbrough fans were celebrating like they'd won the league with their equaliser. When Connor shushed him after scoring, it was fantastic. It was, weren't it, lads? Uh, yeah, I, I didn't realise he'd shushed him. Because as soon yeah. as that goal went in, I mean, I, who's, by the way, whoever works in the Burnley ticket office, why did I get a disabled ticket? I went on my own and I'm sat in the disabled end. I was fuming. Right, I got there and this woman obviously sat there in like a, a not a wheelchair, but a thing, like a Zimmer frame with wheels thing. And I get there and I'm like, is this, is this row nine, love? And she's like, this is disabled end. You can't sit in here. I'm like, but is it row nine? So like, oh, it's disabled end, love. I'm like, yeah, but but is it row nine? She went, uh, I think so. She looked at her ticket, row nine, seat 251. I'm like, yeah, I'm in row nine, seat 252. She's like, oh, well, this is disabled end. You can't sit here. I'm like, I'm going to have to. I can't sit anywhere else. So I, I, but I, so I had a good view looking at the middles of fans. It was proper was funny, mate, because obviously you messaged me saying you're there and obviously that was right in front of me and I'm, I'm just looking and you're just there. On my own. Yeah, I just couldn't believe it. But I had a good view at Middles fans and we're giving us loads of grief when they went 1-1. Yeah. Or, or ones without any teeth and stuff. Some of them lobbing coins. Oh, and then weird. as soon weird as that call went in, I just steamrolled through the disabled end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Over towards their fans giving it large. Yeah. But what, to what to be fair, there? when I watched it on telly, I don't know if you saw it, Sam, but like, there were quite a few like projectiles thrown, to be fair. Yeah, you know, like He's lucky he only got hit with one, I'd really, only. And only Governson got hit with one. Um, yeah. but it could have been a natural sure, on that. 
it's, it's, it's a melty thing to do though like yeah. friends. like you've seen it with like with Ferdinand back in the day like yeah. and stuff like that it's just a proper melty thing to do like if, if, I don't if, get if, I didn't get their fans no. mate they just all seemed really yeah. angry like I say, like I've, I've, and the, probably one of the main teams in the league that I've praised this season, like yeah. the character come in yeah. and do the job that he's done is incredible. They were twenty first when he took over. They're now third in the yeah. league. They had an opportunity to go second, but there's definitely, definitely one of the, if not the best team in the playoffs. I'd mm. love to see them yeah. go up. But things like that, like it's just, yeah. you know, it's not part of football. Like it's just stupid. No. Yeah. It just makes no sense. Like, did, I feel like it's still going on this forced rivalry between us and Borough, and I don't know which side. I don't. I can't work out who's forcing it. Sometimes it feels like we're forcing it. Sometimes it feels like they're forcing it. But last night, I thought, why are they throwing coins? Like, you know what I mean? I don't. I don't get it. Like, one's a fucking cost of living crisis, on man. Like, keep it in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. Um, I remember. I remember when Burnley fans were coined at Didier Drogba, um, all them years yeah. ago when we, when we won at Stamford Bridge. I remember thinking at the time because it were a pound coin. I'm like, who chucks a pound coin? That was my first thought. My first thought was, what a dickhead! Like, who chucks a pound coin? Yeah. But just going back to that moment, I said then Oliver Rawson must have seen it. He says personal favourite moment of the match was after the second goal went in, seeing you giving it the big and. I wish I'd have seen myself doing it. I didn't see myself doing it. But I realised I'll be a bit of a villain. It's like, you know when you lose yourself and you give it bigger and then you realise I'm being a bit ridiculous. I'm 35 years <laughs> old. So then I, <laughs> I come back and chilled out a bit. Um, That's what I was yeah, thinking keep... when I said you do it. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I do sometimes think that. I do sometimes do something like that and I think, are people going to be looking at me here thinking, oh, that's that guy who does that YouTube channel. What a dickhead. I'm not watching it anymore. So then I think, oh, I should probably stop. Um, but yeah, keep your comments coming in, uh, especially if you saw me making a bell and myself. Um, Mark Higson, as good as Mewich has been, I think we need an upgrade for the Premier League or serious competition for him. We'll um, probably get discuss out, that on a different show, mate. Yeah, we'll discuss that on a different out. show. <laughs> um, I don't get it. I don't, I don't. I, don't, I, just, I thought he played that, well last night. He collected that, like three or four crosses late on and proper took the pressure off yeah. the defence. If Nick Pope had been doing that, everybody you know going, oh, look at him, he catches everything. Yeah. You know what I liked? What he was doing last night was really early on. He was catching easy crosses mm. and then just collapsing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just slowing it down. Yeah, Love the kid's it. twenty-two, six foot five. He's trained under Pep Guardiola. He's now trained under Vincent Company. He's got so many years left in him. Like, why are we judging him on his ability now? Like, the kid's already good enough for the championship. He's in the best team that the championship's ever seen. I think anyway. Like, leave him be. Like, let him do his thing. He's not put much of a foot wrong. The times he has, the, the few and far between. But that's why I remember him because there's so few of them. You know what I mean? Like, if you were making ricks after ricks after ricks, it won't be in this team. Company won't settle for it. So. The newest style goalkeeper is the main thing yeah. that I've seen. Is yeah. not many like any goalkeeper should be a shot stopper. If you can't yeah. stop the ball going in, yeah. goal, you're a pretty shit goalkeeper. Really. Basic. Yeah. Like, yeah. His ability to catch the ball and the first thing that he thinks is, I can oof it to Teller and I can get his up yeah. the pin. I can play it wide to Matson. I can drop the ball on the floor yeah. and play it to my centre half because I know that they've got the quality to play yeah. the ball as well. He's a new style goalkeeper. Yeah. And it goes back to what we said weeks and weeks and weeks ago where we were talking about the new style of play and Burnley fans coming around to it. Some still can't yeah, understand no. that we, have, yeah. we are playing out from the back and that we're playing yeah. through channels and we're playing up in stages. And some Burnley fans still can't totally understand that. Murich is the perfect goalkeeper to have in this system. Yeah. And if you don't stick with him, you end up like other teams where, like Watford's, where you sack managers and sack players and sack them off and bring in new players every season and nothing's the same and everything's different. You're going up and down and up and down. 
we still need some stability. And Murich has shown that he's a good enough goalkeeper to stay in that position for me. Yeah, yeah. I've said I before agree to be fair. on here that he's a key part of that system. If he's not playing, then that system doesn't work, and our whole play is completely yeah. different to how it is. And that's that's the game where we're not steamrolled. It's a game where he's not been a part of it. He becomes the eleventh outfield player for us. He's the champion. You know I, mean? I was just like, going to say he's the championship's best yeah. midfielder. So, yeah. <laughs> and that's so difficult to break down if you're now pressing instead of pressing ten players, you're pressing eleven, or like you're playing against eleven. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some of people haven't grasped that yet. That he's got two primary roles. One is a goalkeeper, and to be a fucking sweeper. Like they need to grasp that that's his primary job. It's not his secondary job. The wrong part of the jobs. Like he's a, the eleventh outfield player for us. Like yeah. And when it comes to closing him down, like when it comes to the playing out from the backside of things, you see the best teams in the world cock it up sometimes. Yeah. You know, playing out from the back. Yeah, City haven't been great at doing it the last few games. Yeah. Well, they did it against us. They couldn't play out from the back for the first couple of minutes, uh, like first twenty-five mm-hmm. minutes, because we, we hounded them that much. They were playing ball over the top, and we we had a, a lot of joy with that. Like yeah. the the thing is, like if that's the area of Murich's game that you're annoyed about. You're more annoyed about the style of play than the individual because you're more yeah. annoyed about playing out from the back. I feel like it's I feel like it's a really weird argument to be like, oh, mm. when he plays the ball at the midfield, it's not great. How far goals have come from him playing the ball to Cullen, going to Matson, playing that yeah. line and crossing ball in the box? Like, yeah. you, 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 got, you can't have your cake and eat it. You've got to you've got to take the good with the bad and understand it's part of it. Yeah. Like. yeah. Yeah, good points all round. I don't get the hate. It's good that we always have the Murich uh, president fan club person, Neil, yeah. uh, on here. And he was messaging me last night saying, I've sat with Murich here, it's well annoying. But it, even, even even the goal we conceded, the guy behind me blamed Murich. And I was like, how was he blaming Murich? He's like, he should have bloody caught that bloody hell. If you've watched it back... He was that far off, isn't it? Yeah, he was that you've watched far it back, it. he's done well to get a fist on it. Yeah, it's just some people just called. Even last start, some people just called. It can't fucking. Some people it. have got to just moan because that's, I thought yeah. I was miserable, <laughs> and I am quite miserable. But a lot, some people are a lot more miserable than me. Um, but obviously, I want to keep the tone of it up. It's good to see everyone still backing him in the comments and stuff. Uh, but I use yeah. Man City as an example because I spoke to a Man City fan recently. One of my bosses at work is a Man City fan, um, and he was saying that even their fans can't get used to it yet, and they've been doing it for years mm. and won pretty much everything there is to win apart from the Champions League, obviously. So I think there's a certain fan that is just so set in the ways that they'll just never get used to it. So I just think we're going to have to always just get used to it. Like City fans, apparently, some of them hate Edison and they hate that style. It's just it's just how it is, isn't it? which just, in fact, it's baffling to me. Um, but it is what it is. Um, obviously, eyes turn to next season now. Um, we'll do a sort of roundtable thing again. I'll start with Sam this time. Let's start with Sam yet. How do you think we're going to do in the Premier League next season? Well, I think, you know, the, the the pessimist in me um, would like to say comfortably avoid relegation. The optimist says a top half finish and maybe an FA Cup. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it depends on recruitment. I think recruitment yeah, is a huge part of this. I think yeah. I was saying before we came on, this is going to be really exciting now to see an Alan Pace summer transfer window with a manager who has an idea of what he wants and a budget to bring in better players. And, you know, we saw it with the likes of Corny. He's, he's a, his ability to go out to a different country and convince a player to come. He yeah. tried it with Orsic and obviously Orsic, you know, wet asked it and stayed in Zagreb for <laughs> another year. Right. But I hope he like enjoys now, the championship next year. 
Well, exactly. You know, you know, life comes at you fast, doesn't it? But um, the the thing the thing that I would uh, the main areas that I'd love to see is I was saying it to my dad this morning, and in, in I said it about Scott Twine last season. Any club with ambition goes and buys Scott Twine, and that set a precedent because he was the be- he was the best player available to go by. Now, I would love to see Burnley finally have a midfield general, like a genuine central midfielder who controls the game, who has ability on the ball, can play the ball through the lines, forward, backwards, like an Onana from Everton. A player like that would be unbelievable. You know, the striker situation is a little bit difficult to put your finger on because obviously I know people say Lyle Foster's the guy. I'd still like to see Gyokeresh come in personally. Uh, I just think he'd solid that section up. And then all these loan players, just bring them back. There's talk of Howard Bellis um, signing on loan again for his next season. Apparently, we're pipping Newcastle to him. Um, obviously, if we could manage to get Teller and Matson and obviously Bayer. Oberfemi, I think he's already done, is he? Because he, I think there were clauses. Yeah, I think he got, got confirmed, confirmed last, last night. night yeah. So these players are all coming in and then just... The play, I think the main thing for me, sorry to have rambled on for so long, but the, the main thing for me that I just love is all the other seasons we've come up, we seem to have come up with like the same team or, yeah. we, you know, we've invested in areas, but it's always felt like, you know, we can invest there a little bit and there a little bit, but it's more or less the same team. This season, we're going up with a team that genuinely is good enough to stay in the Premier League on its own. So mm-hmm. improving that, I just think we could go from strength to strength and really solidate ourselves in the Premier League. No, I agree. And the fact that you mentioned the FA Cup, and I do think it's probably a little bit too far because the big six do tend to monopolise all the trophies these days. Um, you know, you'd see clubs every now and then win. Most most years win a League Cup um, and every now and then at a smaller club in the FA Cup as well. But that's the one thing that I want to see us do. I've seen us do everything now. Win everywhere, beat everybody, play in Europe. Um, I, just, I just love to see us win a major honour, an actual mm-hmm. trophy, a major honour. That's the one thing I would really want to see us do. Um, but first and foremost, I think obviously um, the, the aim's got to be staying up and then push on from there. And, but I do think we are capable of pushing into the top 10. Definitely 12th, 13th, as M Mac mm-hmm. says on the screen there. Um, Neil, your thoughts on the next season? Where do you think that we'll finish? Yeah, so I've said before, there's two Premier Leagues, isn't there? You've got the top, who are just mm-hmm. elite and beyond everybody else. And the rest is not far championship standard, let's be honest. So I think yeah. we can comfortably finish the top of the rest, if that makes sense. I think, I think we're so, better than a lot of the bottom eight. Yeah, obviously. we are. Yeah. I think we are. So I, I, I think we're looking at mid-table. Yeah. Mid-table. And I'm really, really confident that company's got a clear idea of who he wants and what sort of player he wants. And I think he's got the pull to get them as well. So I'm really excited for this transfer window. I don't think it's going to be fucking Dale Stevens on the last oh. day of the window anymore. It's going to be done. Justin, he's going to get them in early. Pace will already have the list of who he wants. And it'll be. I think we'll see some movement very quickly. Yeah, I agree. I'm just looking at the bottom eight of the Premier League, actually. Southampton, <clears throat> excuse me, we're better than them. Leicester, I think we're better than them. Bournemouth, we're better than them. We're beating them. Forest, I, I think we're better. They've got good players, but they're not a team, so we're better than them. I know True Red's in the chat. Um, Everton... <clears throat> I think, I think again, we're better than them, but I always worry about a Sean Dash side against his current side, but I, I think we're better than them. West Ham, they're just a fucking shambles. Wolves have looked better under the new gaffer. Leeds have got a couple of good players that I, that I think are just keeping them at their head above the water, similar to last season. Um, obviously, they've got that big Willie. 
um, and Sinistiera. They're, they're class players and got some other ones as well. Palace look a little bit better now under Ryan there. Again, they've got some great individuals. And then there's Chelsea in 11th. Um, better than them. <laughs> definitely better than better them. them. Um, under Lampard, yeah. especially. Under Lampard, we are definitely better than them. That's the point. Yeah, yeah. we're better than any Lampard team. Um, Nathan, well, how do you think we're going to do next season? Yeah, I think I think we're going to be all right. Like I think Sam said, that I think this team now is already equipped to, you know, to probably stay up. You know, probably to finish like sixteenth. I think it's, um, you know, it's got everything it needs. But the fact that we're going to add to it and and develop these players, like I think Company mentioned it last last night in his chat that he's saying, these most of these lads have never had what they've got now, which is like a full season and then a title, like a title win and a promotion, like. They're gonna learn from that so much. Like that's gonna, they're gonna walk into that Premier League next season like flying absolutely up, like flying. Like, like even like Benson tweeted saying like, "Look, mum, I made it." You know, like these lads yeah. are, are just they've worked all their lives to be in this Premier League. Like all these young foreign lads, all they want is to play in the Premier League. It's the best league in the world, and now they get to do it, and we get to benefit. They get to do it in Burnley shirt, and they're gonna give everything they can. I think to to push on. Um, yeah. Like I say, like what Neil said, I think this season it's felt like if you're in if you're 10th and above you're pushing for Champions League if you're not you're getting relegated like there's a massive like stark difference between the bottom half and top half and I do think we're going to be comfortably top end of that bottom half of the table I think we're going to be we're going to be fine I think we're, we're going to absolutely be fine especially with Alan Pace's recruitment and company's pull yeah well that that brings me on nicely, Nathan, so I'm glad you did that. And seeing as you, you've you made the, the segment perfect, we'll start with you. Obviously, we're going to be bringing some players in. Mm. Um, I know we've already signed some players. I think I think the, the January transfer signings were made with, with a view to Premier League. So yeah. I know, I, know I, 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 I agree with you. Like, I do want another striker. I, I, I like Lyle, but I want to see more from him to know that he can do it in the Prem. And another striker is not going to hurt anyway. Um, but next season, in terms of transfers, I know it's going to be difficult to guess. I know people are going to say, oh, I want this guy out and that guy. So we'll look at areas that we do need to strengthen. Is it midfield, central midfield, that, that's the main area? I think it is. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. I think, I think we need that um, sort of like midfield, general. I've been disagreed with by a dog. <laughs> I think I think we need um, I think we need like a decent like, I mean, we've got decent midfield but I think we just need that next step up now to be a, a, a proper stalwart in midfield someone that is going to get the ball I mean and as I'm talking to myself I'm now talking myself out the idea because I'm thinking Josh Cullen probably is going to be that player because <laughs> yeah. he's actually ridiculous yeah the more I think about it the more I'm like I've returned my opinion and think that Josh Cullen probably will take that next step up because I think he's going to have a serious point to prove next year because he's been palmed off by West Ham he's done around the you know gone around the houses a bit and stuff and I think he could be you know probably one of the better performers for us but I do think a better another addition two definitely two strikers to replace looking like Barnes and Jay now I think that's going to yeah. be pretty obvious um, but yeah a lot of it depends on the loan moves I think like I'm still 50-50 on Teller whether he's actually going to get the chance to come back I think you're damned if you do damned if you don't. If Southampton stay up, they're going to need him next year. If they go down, they're going to need him next year. So it's like, yeah. I don't know what. And I don't know how much player power Teller's got at Southampton. He's got a big contract. They're going to want silly money. Yeah, so that's a tough one. Yeah, I, with Teller, I, 
I just can't see if they go down. I can't see him staying. I can't see him staying mm. at Southampton. I mean, by the way, uh, I, yeah. I think he'll come mm. here. Um, I, it's not necessarily about player. If he just says, "Look, I want to go to Burnley," like, why would you turn around and say to him, "No, you're coming back to Wolsey"? Because he's going to be like, "Oh, I don't really want to do this," and he's not yeah. going to have the look at how much he loves it here. Like, he, yeah. he genuinely, you can tell he's always smiling. Last night doing that interview where he's like, "Back to the studio," he had the shirt on his head. You know what I mean? <laughs> All the lads celebrate. I'd be, I'd be very surprised if Southampton got relegated, which I think is pretty much bang on, um, that, that, he, that he plays in the Championship for them next season, um, if I'm honest with you. If they stay up, that's a different matter. He might think, oh, well, I've, you know, I might as well stay in the Prem. Um, Sam, your thoughts on, the, on the, the, the summer transfer window and the areas that you think we need to strengthen? Do you think CDM, central midfielder, is the right way about it? I to- totally agree with what you're saying about Cullen. Totally do. But the the thing that I mean in central midfield is I think Cullen can play a little bit more advanced, like not not in a sense of he'll play like behind the strikers, but I'm talking about the guy who's next to Cullen is the guy who literally is just no nonsense, like wins the ball back, really big, really physical, wins us the ball back in midfield, and also has the ability to spray the ball. I feel like Cullen's a really good on the ball player. He's really good at getting in the pocket, turning and and spreading mm. play. Um, so for me, I'd, I'd love to see somebody who can sure up that midfield with Cullen because one of our issues, I think, since Cork hasn't been in there is when you've got Brownell in there, he's a little bit like that player who kind of comes in, plays feet, runs off, plays in yeah. behind. And, and I don't think Brownell's best position is in central midfield. I think he's better as the player behind the striker. Um, so I think to sure up that area, I do think a CDM would be great. I do think... Um, we're pretty set on fullbacks, but there, there obviously was talk a few months ago about us signing potentially a couple of free uh, pre-contracts with players from Portugal in fullbacks. I mean, they, you know, they just—I don't know if that's true, but you know, they just fill in a role at fullback. I think if we can bring in all of our loan players back, I think the fact that I mean, I don't even know if this is true, but I just read it this morning that Howard Bellis has basically said he'd like to come back on loan for Burnley. And, and would basically pip in teams from the Premier League to him. I think that would be great. Tell us the 50-50 one, and I totally agree with that notion of if they go down, I think I think he's ours. I don't think anybody else will come in for him, and I don't think anybody else will have the pull to bring him in. I think if they stay up, I also think it would be a bit of a weird one as well, because it's like, from my perspective, obviously it's a little bit, you know, claret and blue tinted glasses, but, you know, he's... He's left Southampton. They've told him he's not good enough, and then they've gone bought Sulemana, Orsic, whilst also having like Stuart Armstrong and players like that. They've got a lot of wide midfielders now. If you're Southampton and you stay in the Premier League, like how are you going to turn around to like Merslav Orsic and and Sulemana, who've brought in on lucrative contracts, and turn around and say this kid that we didn't think were good enough is now better than you? You're now surplus to requirements. Mm. I just don't know how. How that totally works. I can't see a world where we don't get Nathan Teller personally. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I just, I just, I'd, I'd, it'd be so uh, only if they stay up, there's a chance of us not getting in. But even then, I'd be very, very surprised. Uh, Reese Nunn says, completely agree with that. Cullen can't do it on his own, and Brownell isn't good enough in that position against Premier League opposition. Bring someone in at CDM and then push Brownell up the pitch. I've been saying that for ages. Like, I don't, Brownell's wasted in that position. He needs to be pushed. Look at how well he started the season. The guy is so good, but he gets a bit yeah. of stick off Burnley fans and I, it kind of pisses me off because he, he's so much better. But he's a square peg in a round hole at the minute. Um, 
and he and even last night he got an assist. A bit fortunate, um, but still, um, he'll think it was going in anyway. Um, but uh, Neil, your thoughts? <laughs> no, it um, Neil, your thoughts on the transfer window and where we uh, where we need to strengthen? You agree with the lads? Yeah, I agree. We need a CDM. It showed. I mean, even last night we were so much better when Court came on. We just looked a bit more confident, a bit more solid yeah. in midfield. So I think we need that sort of player um, to complement the others. Brownhill, hundred percent, is better further up the pitch. He said that himself when he was when he was when we were last in the Premier League and he was playing in the centre. He even said him, or it was his brother or someone was saying that that's not his best position. Um, so I think we know that we need someone to go alongside Cullen. Um, because I don't think Jack Court's going to leave, but I don't think he's going to play every week. Um, so it's someone to fill that void and definitely a striker because even if... Mm-hmm. I don't want to get on Foster's back, but even if he is good enough and we keep him, we're still going to need someone else if Ashley's leaving. So yeah. And Jay's probably going to go as well. So we're still going to need another striker anyway. Um, so those will be the two priorities for me and get the lads on loan to sign permanently. I feel yeah. like Foster's gone into companies bad books like since the international mm-hmm. break. Yeah, it's a a there's a few players. But I don't know where I feel like that passport thing was just a bit of you know, like yeah, what yeah. it does something about it, I can't quite put my finger on it. He got asked in the pre match for this um two a couple of days ago and he just gave a straight answer, he was like, Yep, yeah, passport thing sorted. Like he was just yeah, deadpan yeah. about it and I thought, Well, hold on a minute, like yeah, hold on a minute. You know, and there's a few there. I've, I've not seen him post anything yet, or is he? Yeah. I might be wrong. Oh, he, he posted doing on Instagram earlier. Did he? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I totally agree with that. Like, one of my things with Foster is, like, out of nowhere, we signed this player. Yeah. And, and it's a big amount of money. Like, we've said it on here before. Like, you know, of course you pay a little bit more money for strikers and stuff like that. It's a lot of money to pay somebody for a striker in championship. And, Every, when we signed him, everybody thought, this is it now. Barnes is dropping yeah. the bench. He's the understudy now. And, and, and Foster's going to come in and, and, and really get going. And I took, because I, I, I don't know if it was Joe who said it, but he said, like, you know, um, Foster can't, could obviously do it in the Premier League and obviously he will be there and thereabouts. Yeah. But I haven't seen enough from him in the Championship to no. even warrant him being a Premier League striker. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't mean that in any way disrespect because he could be brilliant. But when we signed him, I thought, right, he's got second half at season now. He's only featured about six, seven times. He's only started two, three games. Like, yeah. I don't think that's enough to say mm. he's the main man for next season. I just don't. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. I, it's it's weird we um with Lyle because I didn't know any of any stuff about this company bad books thing or, or you know I know we're playing devil's advocate a bit here, but potentially. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see that. Um, but he's he's been one of them. Like, he, he, you see glimpses of him. You think, oh yeah, finally he's clicking into the system, and then he then he just has a bad game. But uh, he got the goal against Wigan, so I'm hoping he, he kicks on a little bit there. And obviously, there's a few well players are in the way. You wonder if they've fallen into bad books because there's him, there's Scott Twine, there's um, Cherlinov. There's a couple who just aren't getting a look. Cherlinov as well, yeah. yeah. You I just forgot, wonder if there's a few who maybe have fallen into that bracket of yeah. companies already decided, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll see. But sticking with strikers, and I weren't going to discuss this, but we've seen a comment from everybody's favourite turf statistician, Solent Clarets. And <laughs> yeah. I'll start with Sam. So I know Sam has yes. a good opinion on right. this, which I no. don't agree with. But he says, no, no, as no. much as he is a knob, Vegos he's would he's fit well knob. into our current system. I'm not sure short. he does, because he's, he's at Man United, United now. He's at Man United now. Exactly. He's at Man United now, and they're trying to get the ball to him, and he's just too fucking no. slow. He's I, too slow. Know. He's too lethargic, <laughs> and he's clearly not. He's Peter Crouch with the ego of Messi, man. No. He's not going right. to. 
listen, right? <laughs> <laughs> so with with Vegos, right? I have also come round to the idea that he doesn't fit our system. He doesn't. I also know this. Like maybe two, three months ago, there was an argument there of if we feed him the ball, which we didn't from before, is he going to be better? That has now completely gone because he's playing for Manchester United and he's still not scoring. However, I have put on social media a few times. I personally think he is Gary Neville and Man United's scapegoat. And not from the perspective of he is a great striker and he was meant to go there and score loads of goals and he was going to be the main striker for years. I don't agree. I don't agree with that. My thing with with Vegas is when you say they're giving him the ball, they give it to everybody else but him. They don't yeah. play the ball into the box ever. I've watched so many United games over the last couple of weeks and the ball never goes in the box. Yeah. And the last game that they played, who, who did they play against last weekend? And they lost. Uh, Newcastle, Newcastle, weren't it? Did they lose? Yeah, yeah they got beat against yeah. Newcastle, but I don't even know if he played. Gary Neville, all game, right? Every yeah. single Man United player was shit. Every yeah. single one of them, they were all crap. And all game, he was going, oh, Vegas hasn't touched ball very much. Vegas hasn't done yeah. it. I'm just thinking, like, if you're going to moan about a team's performance, moan about everybody, don't blame yeah. the number nine who hasn't been given the ball at all by anybody else because the rest of the team's playing shit. That's my only opinion. I don't yeah. think... He, need, he should come back to Burnley in any way, shape or form. I don't think he deserves to come back to Burnley. I think we deserve to go and spend 20 million quid on, on Gokeresh and say, thank you very much. We've now got our, our physical, brilliant striker. And Vegas, you can fuck off to wherever you want to go. <laughs> but, that was my argument. That, that's yeah, what I would agree. mention. I don't, I don't think he's a bad footballer. And I, I think he probably could be okay for a... It was just the way that he dealt with the end of the season. The fact that he just point blank said, I ain't playing in the fucking championship. You're on your own, off your pot. Yeah. I thought, get fucked. Like, honestly, yeah. get gone. I don't want that anywhere in the end. Regardless who's the manager, who's the players, I don't care if you think, if you're the best player on the planet, get fucked. You don't do that at Burnley. I'm and sorry, video, you don't. Like, that video's not good enough. Acid. Horrible. It, it, just, it, it was scripted. It were horrible. Like, yeah, it was we bullshit. are we're a working class town. We work hard for the fucking money. We work hard. We spend it at the football club. And he wasn't willing to come down and show why he deserves to be in that shirt. Sat in his house, like, fucking yeah. medical, had legs up like that, going, yeah, I come back. <laughs> yeah. Just like, you know, like, I'm not being funny, but I, like yeah. I said, two months ago, the whole situation, I'd have said, we don't know how Vegas would have done in a system that creates chances. That no. was my only argument. However, I, I just, it, it's too far gone now. You're watching him at yeah. United, it's also not working. Um, and but I just wanted to get my two pence in about, uh, <laughs> about him being a scapegoat for United because I, I it, mm. honestly Gary Neville last weekend would fucking honestly would Gary Neville that. is football's biggest hypocrite, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, just, it was just annoying the life out of me because it's like a, a bad Man United performance is put on one player that he doesn't think deserves to be there when all Vegas is actually doing, in my opinion, playing for Man United is trying to play foot badge and he's yeah. loving every moment playing for United. And if it doesn't happen next season he doesn't sign permanently he's still got that on his resume that he's played yeah. for United every game and I'm not being funny but Eric Ten Hag is a good manager so he's not yeah. sat there playing Vegas for fucking no reason <laughs> yeah that we've just killed Joe's appearance on the overlap next year with all this Gary Neville slapping <laughs> yeah, just, 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 just fuming, fuming. Gary. fuming. Gary. <laughs> I, I quite like you Gary I quite like you Gary Jamie Carragher on the other end Jamie Carragher on the other end he's a bit of a belly but I <laughs> I will do. If he pays me enough money next time I go on the overlap, I will do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, I want to talk about Monday. Obviously, big game on Monday, but you've got to imagine that, okay, if they haven't got any pelvic injuries from all that thrusting they did last night, they're going to have sore heads anyway. Um, it's going to be a tough one, isn't it, Monday? Because they're a good side and they're all pissed. They're all waking up this morning with bad heads. I ain't got time to do a pre-game show, so this is going to be the quick chat. Uh, I'll start with you, Neil, because I didn't manage to get your Vegos proper opinion in then. Well, I can't, um, mate, if I speak, I'm in trouble. I don't like <laughs> <laughs> the amount of grief I get on that donkey, don't we? Yeah, anyway. no, I agree with you, mate. But um, thoughts on Monday, then? I, honestly, I don't think we get beat, but I think we're going to be slow. I think we're going to be lethargic. Yeah, it's going to be slow. Gonna I think draw. he's going to rotate the team, because I was looking at some of the videos I took last night, and um, is hobbling like, Fuck mm-hmm. anyway. So, to be fair, I don't think he would have played anyway. He's been shite for a few weeks. Um, I think he's going to be a bit of rotation um, on Monday. So, I think it'll be a bit slow. Um, but equally, I don't think company's going to take it too easy because we've got to get a bit of revenge for what they did at their place. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well, he allude, I listened to him on TalkSport last night. He did allude to that a couple of times in company. But I just can't see how the players are going to be as up for it after all the celebrations on the lives that we saw last no. night, especially over Femi. He, he's going to be yeah. fucked. He's probably walked up in a bush. He's a mentality <laughs> monster, though, his company. He's he is, he is. But I, I think, like I said, I think he's going to be drilling it into him. But then, you know that when you're rough and you're trying, you're just like, oh, I can't be arsed with this. The job's I not think done now, at all. No, I, 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 I no, think now not. They, they can go to another level now because mm. it's that's done now. That the the that monkey that's on your back is gone. It's done. We're promoted now. Now there's a freedom. Like I've always well, said, that, champion. Got some players, champions. Yeah, now. yeah, this this team. I said it in the pub last night. This team can reach another level now because mm. they can play with freedom. Like. That's a scary thought because we're fucking pretty good as it is. Yeah, yeah. Like now to play a team with freedom and companies going to be drilling, they they're drilling into these lads about getting revenge back because he won't want that Udo on his back. That after all this work we did this season, that yeah. Sheffield dicked us twice. Yeah. Like he's not going to want that. And he's mentioned, like I said, he's mentioned it three or four times now. Yeah. That it's they've like, got to come to us. They've got to come we need to, to stay us. on being at home, don't we? we yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. If, if, I'd be gutted if we lost at home at this stage yeah. of the season. He said last night, didn't he? He said, I'm not a monster, but the lads are enjoying it tomorrow. <laughs> but, yeah. but, you know what I mean? Like, they were just on piss on the bus all the way home. They'll probably nipped out into Manchester, but I reckon they'll be probably just arriving to go for it now. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully not behind the wheel of a vehicle and the road yeah. taxis. <laughs> I, think, I think the main thing is, like, you know, we, we go, we, we've got through this stage of games that mm. I was personally ever so slightly worried yeah. about. And we've got through it with four points. Even if we lose this game, we're still a bit of a way ahead of them. And then we come into games like QPR, yeah. Cardiff, Rotherham. QPR days. could be 10 nil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shite. I mean, it's like we've got through this stage and now it's back to like smash teams, going to games where yeah. there's literally, there's not even an element of doubt. Yeah. And you just think like, just go in, wrap that title up by, you know, with three yeah. games to go and, and yeah. just HMS piss the league has arrived <laughs> back in port yeah. and we're all ready for Premier League. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how we get on. Um, but um, I'll be gutted, like I said, if we lose uh, the game at this stage of the season. Uh, we're, we're over an hour, actually. Um, and I know we've got big numbers, but um, in terms of the actual show, people don't really watch it if it goes over an hour. So I will start wrapping up. But we're not going to wrap it up just yet because there's still a few things that we need to talk about. Man of the match. 
Who's your man of the match? Um, get your comments in. I'll put them in on screen as well if you get my comments in. I'll start this time because I know someone said to me last week, oh, you only go around so then you can forge an opinion of what everyone else has said. No, it's just <laughs> common fucking courtesy. But I'll start. I know. You read you like a book. Nathan Teller. I like it. Nathan Teller was the man of the match last night. The guy was unplayable. As fucking Neil said, all they did was try and kick him. They could not handle Nathan Teller. Mm. My only criticism with Nathan Teller is he didn't put that one in the net yeah. that he went through. The amount oh, of times I sit here and say, I will put my mortgage on it. And then he missed last night. I was about I'd to have lost my house. I to be bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have lost my house. But he was getting pulled. I think he should have gone down personally. I think but he's, he he's obviously yeah. back to himself. It's just hindsight, isn't it? So if he went down, it would have been a pen. Yeah, it would have been yeah, a yeah. And a red card. Um, mm. But nobody else has said, um, tell them in the, in the actual comments. But um, boys, we'll, we'll, we'll get your opinion. First of all, bring the comments in. Um, Neil, what's yours? Beckham Bayer. Yeah, he was class. <laughs> He was class. really, really good. He was really good. He was, he was solid. Um, even when mistakes were happening, he was consistent. He was calm. Mm -hmm. I've, I've gone for uh, Bayer, yeah. Yeah. Samuel? Uh, Michael Oberfemi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, Just because uh, of his performance on the bus? Oh, it was honestly, 10 out of 10. Unbelievable. Um, no, <laughs> for me, Connor Roberts. I think he's had a lot of stick at start of the season. Um, and I like... I like his ability to get forward and the fact that he's in centre at box sending Burnley into Premier League, I just think it's brilliant. And I think he oh, deserves all the applause. What's he's he doing there, like you said earlier? And then <laughs> doing that to the fans. Oh. He's our new shit house. That's what I was going to say. He's our new shit house. Yeah, he is. I just love this kind of, you know, full circle that he's gone, you know, he kind of stayed and everybody was like, brilliant, he's staying. And then he's kind of gone like, oh, is he good enough? And now we're at a point where, mm. you know, there's no stick at all. He's just, he's, he's a funny guy to have around the team. He's a yeah. great player, brilliant fullback and deserves applauds. So yeah, for me, Connor Roberts. Yeah. Nathan? Um, I'm, I'm going to be like, it's a bit silly and I'm going to give it the keel. I think he stepped in not playing a lot of games. I'm being the fucking tall football hipster dickhead. Like, that's what I'm being. <laughs> but, like, I just think... Monday, Al, you have to be hipster. Exactly, have to, exactly. Brand, mate. Exactly. Got to keep brand up. But I think, I just think he were brilliant again. Like, for such a, a player that's so young and unknown and undeveloped and he stepped into a massive game. Like, that's a huge game for someone like you. And he just looked comfortable next to Bay. Like... He didn't look like it. Bear did look like he were holding him up or like carrying him through a game. And I just, I'm just gonna gonna give it Dickiel and just let him have a moment because we've every every other lad's been fucking brilliant. So mm. let's share the love out. Dickiel yeah. can have a shout. I, I, I like the fact <laughs> we've all gone for different players as well. But just to touch on Dickiel, I thought he did, he got some stick as you'd expect because people just love to fucking mourn. Yeah. But I thought he played well. He just wasn't that great on the ball. But other than that, defensively, I thought he did well. Yeah, he did fine. He does, especially he does in the second half. Yeah, he doesn't look as comfortable on the ball as, as the others do, but he's solid, he's fine. No. But the standards yeah, are so high ball from ball what Bayer's set. What Bayer's set and yeah. THB and, and he that like, he's not going to look as good, but he still yeah. does a job. And I think that's commendable that, that he's played like, what's he played like six games? Yeah. And it's coming to the yeah. biggest game of our season and he's still done really well. And to keep composure at a young age, I think fair play, like, 
he done done really well there. So second um, half, I thought it, I thought it was class. I thought it was yeah. really really it was good. So good second half. It See, was so there's, good. A, there's a football lipster in all here. There's a football <laughs> lipster in all. Here. <laughs> 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 it was all the way. Like, but like then again, so was everybody else in first half. Yeah. All the way. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say second half we were all better as, yeah. as a team. We were better in the second half. Yeah. As Harry says in the comments, we are spot. I can't. Too many comments coming in. I can't fucking select it. We are spoiled at the moment with our choice at our centre back. It's definitely the strongest position in the pitch that we have. Um, does centre back? Uh, we're a, we're back, a spoiled so. football club, according to everybody else. Most points, more money spent. Everybody else, I don't give a shit. We've gone up, and you're all. It makes me laugh. I saw, I saw a Sheffield United fan last night whinging as soon as we went. Oh, well, well done. You spent all that money. Have you yeah. seen? The, I've seen. The, I've seen the, the, the price of their squad and the players that they have. Is that, oh, well, we didn't buy them million. in the championship. It don't matter. You bought them two years ago. Now you're in the championship and you're shit compared exactly. to Exactly. You're still paying but, for Real Brewster. He's shy. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we've, had a, we've had a comment from a Preston fan that I want to highlight. I just want to highlight this from a Preston fan. I'm telling you, I'm so happy that you are promoted because I'm a PNE fan and I hate you lot. You're <laughs> so good. I think that's fair to say. Thanks, I think. Cheers. Um, I think that's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, thanks. Um, yeah, obviously, I asked for everyone to get the comments in for the man of the match. I haven't put any comments on screen yet, um, but I'll do that. Now, Resurge says, aye, aye, Ashley. Uh, John Mead says, Roberts. Uh, Jack G says, Cullen by him. Cullen was fantastic last night. Cullen's mm. one of them players. He's just he's just Cork, yeah. but like the modern version of Cork, where he's he does all the hard work. Every week. Yeah, yeah. just doesn't get the, the accolades that he deserves, really, because he's just doing the dirty work that people just don't really notice. Uh, but without him, we're a completely different side. I think he likes that as well. You get that feel from me. He likes that. He don't want to be the centre. He don't want to be the main man. He yeah. just he's, he just comes and does his job, and he goes home and he gives an eight and a half every game. Like every, if every you've got, like, yeah, if you've got three of them in your team, you're laughing. Mm. If you've got three yeah. eight and a halfs every game, you're laughing. And I think yeah. we're you know we're probably two two more away. I think to to completing this team. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. James Barrett says Ashley, everyone's favourite statistician, Solent Claret, says Barnes, man of the match. Uh, Jason says, uh, but, oh, it's not a man of the match comment, but he does say Burnley's B team is on in 20 minutes. Dice to win again at the Theatre of Dreams. <laughs> um, I hope they get beat, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. Um, True Red, that's not a man of the match comment again. Um, <laughs> Sean Darmondet, Cullen, Jamet, Teller. Oh, someone <laughs> agreed with me. Uh, Mark Howarth says Cullen, man of the match. Um, Graham says Roberts. Um, Solid Clarets like this comment. Obafemi, he came on in the 85th minute, <laughs> touched it twice, and got booked. And well, then, well, then celebrating like he won. And then celebrating like he won the Ballon d'Or. He's celebrating by shagging the bus seat. His hip movements, by the way, put oh, balls, I presume, to shame. I've, I've banned my missus from watching that video, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't seeing that. I can't keep up with them moves. Obafemi <laughs> on the back of every show. I absolutely fucking love the ball. I love, <laughs> that. I love that. I love that stat that he came on for five minutes, took yeah. the ball twice, still got booked. Amazing. But he just he's walked, the one who off like that. He walked off. Yeah. Like, come on, lads, come on. <laughs> it ain't Michael. <laughs> obviously, obviously, he was buzzing because he became an official Burnley player last night. That, that's probably yeah, exactly. why he was well, he's probably got his, so his signing on bonus as well, and he's just got his yeah, signing on fee. Yeah. So well, that's why he's shagging coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's got all round, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, bloody hell, fantastic. What a day yesterday was. So absolutely buzzing with it. I've got loads of content. It's all on the channel if you want to watch it. I've still got some more that's gone up. This has just been a good chat as well. Obviously, my favourite one of the season. Uh, 
Reese Nunn says Joe's brought up all of his hit movies. Honestly, I watched it last night, right? And I remember thinking, like, bloody hell, that's that's good movement, that. And then someone commented <laughs> about his pelvic movements, and I see well, someone else noticed it, right? I'll run with it then. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it had an effect. Yeah, but we're only thinking about the runs he can make. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> you, that's why you want on camera for the first five minutes. You're wrapped around like that. That's what I'm doing. I'm jealous, mate. I'm jealous. I'm jealous of his movements. Absolutely jealous. Um, Preston fans still here. He says, I watched the game on TV, even though I'm a Preston fan. Your man of the match was your striker, Barnes. I think that's him. If you don't know who Barnes is, Barnes, you now, think that's him. You want to sign him in the summer, yeah. pretending like you don't know who he is, you've never heard of him. You've got him up back in next season, sure. <laughs> probably, probably. Uh, Reese admits that he can't, he can't get the movements out of his head anyway. Um, and Kurt says, I've done nothing all day so far except absorb every and any Burnley related yeah. content I can find. Well, that's a perfect yeah. chance for me to sign off because obviously um, if you have joined the show late, you're a Preston fan and you want to watch it all, for example, it does of course stay on the YouTube channel as soon as we end this live. I will put it out as a podcast as soon as physically possible. I am working later today, but not so five o'clock, so I should be able to get it up in the next couple of hours. Um, so yeah, thank you everybody for watching. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on, Neil, Sam and Nathan been an absolute pleasure um as i said if you want to absorb some more content i will be putting more up as well throughout the course of the day i've got a nice video of the champagne moment and i've got lots of content as well from for it's already on the channels as well um it's been an absolute pleasure neil thanks for coming on no worries mate always nathan thanks for coming on cheers for having us on up the clarets up the clarets indeed and sam goodbye goodbye <laughs> 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 Thanks, everybody. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.